the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning, my dear friends, to all our dear audience on KNUS 710 AM or via podcast. I welcome all of you. This morning, we shall interact first by waking up, praising God. If you're sad, allow God to put a joy, a smile on your face. If you're married, give a good and warm greeting to your wife or to your husband. Give a good warm morning hug or welcome to your children and to all those who live with you. And do me a favor. It's okay to turn on your radio at 9.30 a.m. on Sunday morning and contact friends so they can join in as well. Next, of course, let us warm up the day by being nice to each other and by being nice to the Lord. This is Father Andre and good Holy Sunday morning with God. Good Holy Sunday morning, my dearly beloved brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus Christ. Christmas is a time during which the eternal glory of God has entered into our human life, in the flesh. You know, when we read the Gospel of St. John, um, the very beginning of the Gospel of St. John, we read, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome. Up to this point, we feel that in the Gospel of St. John, we are seeing a creed. This is actually the creed in which um, heaven has um, revealed itself in the fullness of its power, in the fullness of its plan, in the fullness of its splendor. That's why we call the Bible, it's the inspired book. It's the word of God, literally. It's amazing to see that from the beginning, the word was with God. And the word was. And of course, when we call the word in Greek, we call him the logos. And the logos, or the verb, uh, the verb or the acting, what God puts out in words, become actually in the flesh, becomes actually an action. So if you go back to the book of Genesis chapter 1, when God created heaven and earth, there is always this reference when God was creating the light, when God was creating the earth, when God was creating any of the elements in creation, it says always, Vayomer Elohim, Vayomer Elohim. V-E-R, and God said, God said, let there be light, and light there was. So, and somehow, it is fantastic to see if we were to measure this in a lab, in physics, in, uh, um, in, in, in these uh, scientific labs, to measure the speed between the Word of God and the conception of the Word of God, the minute God conceives, speaks, the thing was, not is, was actually. So, of course, that's why we say God can only and God only produces good things. God only says good things if um, 
And somehow in the Bible, when God in person speaks to the prophets about um, warnings, about um, the sins of the people, um, about maledictions of the people, and somehow these are scary sentences because the high judge, the supreme judge, God, has spoken. But imagine this God who in his thought, the minute conceives a thought, speaks it, and it was, so it happens basically, it comes to become concrete. He took time in the womb of the Virgin Mary when he appeared to her um, in Nazareth when the angel came to the Virgin Mary and he told her, Hail Mary, the Lord is with you. You have gained favor in the eyes of the Lord. And he tells her from you, you know, the Son of God, the Emmanuel, um, will be born, basically. It is actually such a wonderful thing to see um, that in a time of King Herod, for instance, when the angel appeared um, to Zechariah at the same time, Zechariah told him, how am I to know that my barren wife is going to bear a child, me who is very old in age? And the angel said, you know, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God and I have been sent to speak to you and to tell you this good news. And now you will be silent and not able to speak until the day this happens because you did not believe my words, which will come through at their appointed time. What is so important here is that the Lord can tune in and can tune out. If the Lord wants to speak in eternity, he has all of eternity. So, you know, we have a time A to B, for instance. This is what we call might call a linear time, a distance to go from point A to point B. We might need 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, an hour, days sometimes, months to travel whether we travel into the space or whether we travel on the face of the earth. But imagine also there is a circular time, a circular time, a time that repeats. Like every year we celebrate the feast day of Christmas, right? Every year we celebrate uh, a birthday of some sort, a memorial of some sort, a Thanksgiving, a holiday, a holy day of obligation. You know, people live in a circular time. So they go to these points of return, points of return. Yet we will be going to the future. We celebrate a birthday, yet we're grown far away from our birthday. We celebrate our 19th birthday, 20th birthday, 1st birthday, 2nd birthday, 90th birthday, 100th birthday, 2023rd year birthday for the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> yet, this is the Lord who was. This is the Lord who is. This is the Lord who will be. And this is the Lord who is the eternal present. Basically, it's amazing to see how such a uh, divine, divine intervention in a time can make the time not only go from A to B, not only become circular in which every year we, even though we're going further from our time of birth, further from the time of birth of Christ, yet he can bring us back to it through memories, anniversaries, celebrations, rejoicement, happiness, and sometimes in sad occasions we also commemorate them. So time is born and reborn. And by this circulation of the time, we still go towards the future, 
we still remember our memories of the past, commemorate them in the future and make plans for a birthday that just took a place basically 90 years ago. How many of us plans birthdays of 75 years of, you know, anniversaries of wedding anniversaries, marriage anniversaries, 25 years, 50 years, 75 years. You know, we speak about uh, platinum anniversaries, golden anniversaries, silver anniversaries, you name it. Those are times that are very important for us. Yet also, there is another time that we just see in the Bible. This is a time in which God said, and there was. It's a time that no one can understand, right? How can the entire universe be created as God spoke a word? In the Bible, in the book of Genesis, God said, let there be light, and light there was. Can he even matter the light? Can he even know the sources of light in the world? God only knows where do the source of light come from. We know the sun. We know the electricity. We know anything that sparkles and gives light. But the source of all light, if you come to measure it at the size of the entire universe, there is a lot of light despite the darkness. This is why in the uh, book of uh, St. John, in the chapter 1, we see this uh, allocation of uh, the world that was made of flesh and dwelt amongst us. And we also see at the same time um, how, the, um, how the Lord himself is the light of the earth. The Lord himself is the light of the world. And as he comes into this life, it says the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Even though the darkness is so big, <clears throat> even though there is darkness everywhere, but you know, you can light one candle and you can see it from miles in the darkness. You can light one lamp and you can see it from miles at night because the light shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot overcome the light. And in such a way, John also tells us about um, the true light, the true light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. So the source of light that we were all waiting for to identify, John in his gospel in chapter 1 tells us that this true light that gives light to everyone is actually the word of God who was in the beginning with God, who was God. And now, wait, this word who was God and was with God in the beginning through him, everything was made. And through him, life came into the world. But also, there is this little uh, disturbing factor. John, in chapter 1, verse 9, speaks about the true light that gives light to everyone. And he says, he was coming into the world, actually. But imagine, he also said, actually, he was in the world. And through him, the world was made through him. The world did not recognize him. So the word of God, who now is going to become flesh, was in the world. Because from the beginning, through the world, God created everything. So how do we picture this? You know, we have this little time to spend with each other on Good Sunday morning with Father Andre. How do we imagine this, basically? Here's how we imagine it. Imagine the word of God is Jesus Christ himself. And God says, let there be light. 
it's Jesus Christ who's actually establishing the light. And God said, uh, okay, let there be earth now. And it is Jesus Christ who's modeling, molding the entire earth. Anything that is concrete, anything that is seen, anything that is in creation. God says there is, let, that, that there be animals, let there be angels, let there be, um, you know, water, let there be uh, trees, let there be beasts, let there be uh, rivers and seas and oceans. When we say God said, actually, the Bible is telling us that Jesus was doing all of this work, as his father was saying. So the creation happened in the backyard of God as he was probably playing with his son. And his son was enjoying the immensity of the love of God. He was the expression of his love. He was the, his light. He was the source of every light. He was the life. And he was the source of every life. And finally, now, in this due time, 2,023 years ago, God said, it is time now to send my son to the world. Any expression of St. John in chapter 1, verse 14, he says, And the word became flesh and made his dwelling amongst us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Full of grace and truth. My friend, it's such an important expression for us to know as we draw near the celebration of Christmas, this wonderful holy time. Jesus is the one who is declared full of grace and of truth, of course. What does it mean? It means he ushers us, he transitions us from the time of awaiting the presence of God to be with us all the way to the time in which he actually reveals himself before our eyes. This is almost like talking about the Old Covenant, the Old Testament, which is the testament of the law, and uh, the New Testament, which is a covenant of the grace, basically. And between the law and the grace, we have the grace and the truth. And in such a way, we could follow Jesus Christ, who is declared and illustrated as the Son of God. He's not coming to give us the light. He himself is going to become our life. So throughout this gospel, four gospels, throughout the New Testament, we're going to see that Jesus is God in the flesh. We're going to see that Jesus is full of grace and is the truth. I am the way. I am the truth. And I am the life, says Jesus Christ. How does Jesus Christ become the truth and the grace? Well, first of all, if you come to think about it, he came and he sacrificed himself for us. You know, if you read the, the prophecy of Isaiah chapter 53, verse 5 and 6, chapter 53, verse 5 and 6, it says, He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds we are healed. We all, like sheep, 
have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. You know, ransom, ransom for many, the sacrifice on behalf of many, the one who offers himself on behalf of many. This is actually the grace we all received from the Lord Jesus Christ. A price, litron, litron. You know, you say, I bought one liter, I bought two liter, I bought three liter. It's the closest word to litron in Greek, basically, which means a measured, a ransom, a ransom, a ransom money, for instance, um, a, a ransom of a number of uh, items uh, that you offer to somebody in order to exchange it with something else. This is what where the word liter comes from, actually. And uh, in Greek, this litron means literally a price of ransom. Look at this grace. Look at this wonderful truth. God, in order to redeem the entire creation, the entire creation, has decided to give the entire life in order to redeem a passing life. He has made eternity enter into our humanity by becoming flesh himself in order to redeem the mortal beings, Adam, Eve, all creation, from generation to generation. This is why Jesus Christ has become the Son of Man. This is why this is a wonderful grace that Mark and Matthew speak about. Because, you know, in Mark chapter 10 we read, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. This is actually why Jesus Christ <clears throat> becomes the truth and the grace. More than this, everybody in the humanity today is worried about salvation, right? Is worried about who's right, who's wrong, who's just, who's not just, who's um, good, who's bad, who's on the right side, who's on the wrong side of things. We even in politics call people on the left, people on the right, people who are progressive, people who are traditionalist, you name it. There is division all over the place. And this is sad. And meanwhile, and meanwhile, People in our lounges, in our workplaces, in our sports games, on the radio, on TVs, on social media, on means of communications, people on the street in any encounters always judge each other by means of probably less than more, right? Um, less meaning, unfortunately, when we look at others, sometimes we tend to look at others through the eyes of envy, jealousy, or selfishness or and somehow classifications up and down you know white and black little bit of racism poor and rich social classes uh, materialism and immaterialism nihilism versus faith reason versus faith uh, you know light and darkness in everything we do we are actually dividing we are actually dividing the people and somehow on the right and on the left this is wrong right because at the end, the question we should all ask is, who then can be saved? See, if Jesus Christ comes at Christmas to offer his life for the sake of us all, this means 
This is the miracle of grace. Whether you are homeless, whether you are poor, whether you are rich, whether you are famous, popular, impopular, sinner, criminal, not criminal, white, black, woman, man, child, elderly, life, dad, animals, everything in creation, everything in creation. Jesus came to pay its ransom, to be the ransom, to be the litro, as we say in Greek. Jesus said, as St. Mark says about Jesus, for the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. You know, there is a place at St. Paul, in St. Paul somewhere where it says, uh, you know, why does it disturb you what your brother and sister does? Because on behalf of these people, Jesus died. Jesus offered himself. The minute we think about Christmas, we have entered into the mystery of redemption. The minute we entered with Jesus Christ at the manger of Bethlehem, the minute the Magi, the shepherds, the angels, and all the people who came to visit uh, um, uh, Jesus Christ, basically Jesus, and to worship him in the manger, the star of Bethlehem even, and the angels who chanted the Gloria in excelsis Deo, right? And glory to God in the highest and peace on earth. Jesus came to be the source of peace, to be the source of love, to be the source of salvation for all mankind, for all creation, for all of humanity. So, as St. Luke says in chapter 18, verse 27, what is impossible with man is possible with God. There is nothing impossible in the eyes of God, right? In other words, salvation requires a miracle. If we people, according to our human justice, were to judge who is to be saved, trust me, none of us will enter into the kingdom of heaven. Rejoice, be happy, be glad. This is the miracle of Christmas. This is how eternity entered into the world of humanity. Humanity did, did condemning itself. Humanity did put its own limitations. Humanity, in fact, through original hate, through original sin, envy, jealousy, destruction. You know, people, I'm telling you, in the recent years of my life, and I do not know for what reason, and I do not want to ask for what reason, I guess the Lord has allowed me to see and to experience misery. I honestly do not know for what reason. I honestly when I'm experiencing these hardships, do not know why. You know, but what sense can misery could have? What, what, what sense misery could have in life? What good could it produce in life? I don't think it produces anything. In fact, I believe misery goes against life. Misery goes against the will of God. Misery cannot have its origins in God. Misery originates in our own personal hate and envy. In the criminal mind, we as a people who do not want to enter life, who do not want to allow the miracle of God to happen. Open wide the doors, allow the miracle of God to happen, to enter into the depth of every person that is in somehow living in darkness so they can see the light of Christ and they can follow the star of Bethlehem all the way to the manger and there they can chant glory to God in the highest and peace on earth and goodwill to all. My friends, at this Christmas time, I ask you to pray for the work of the mission of hope and mercy. We are being good laborers and good stewards in the vineyard of the Lord. There is a lot of work to be done. We have a school to support. We have a people who are counting on us for food. I am leaving to go to some dangerous areas in areas in Lebanon to take food for about 400 families. 
and to take 1,562 gifts with us to many children across areas in Lebanon at a time where there is not even a Christmas light outside on the streets. There is not even food at the tables in many places, trust me. You know, you could see a contrast in Lebanon. It's been always the case in Samal, but in the recent years, it is sad to see that the spirit of Christmas is only residing now in the true hearts of the true believers in Lebanon, in this area that is being shackled by the chains of war and the tough and hard, and I do not know what kind of negotiations is going on, but all the nations are here in the Middle East doing some sort of negotiations. My friends, we have to pray according to Isaiah the prophet in chapter 41, where it says, Be silent before me, you islands. Let the nations renew their strength. Let them come forward and speak. Let us meet together at the place of judgment. At this point, the place of judgment is the manger of the Lord Jesus Christ. I, Father Andre, and the mission of hope and mercy, we have done everything that is in our capability to be good laborers and avengers of the Lord. You too are called to help us in moving forward the, the righteousness of God. So we put the presence of God in the service of the people who are oppressed, depressed, weary, neglected, rejected, and dejected. Gather with us, help us, travel through your gifts, and assist us so we can assist the little brothers and sisters of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to wish you a wonderful holy novena of the Christmas time, a time of Advent, as we enter into Christmas. And I want to wish you an anticipated Merry Christmas. And I want to thank you all for your support. And may we help each other. May we become companions to one another. For those who are weak, let us call them to be strong and let us be a source of encouragement for one another. And may Almighty God bless us all and let us see everything is good the way God has created it. Amen. Thanks for joining us today for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. Father Andre and his team rely on your prayers and generosity to help feed over 5,000 families in Lebanon every month. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org to learn more. Your support helps buy supplies from local farms and factories, employ truckers to ship the food, all to let these families know they are not forgotten. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org and donate today. And join us next week at 9.30 a.m. for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.